very funnily went up to him and said, oh, is Jermaine, is it? I thought it was very funny. He goes, you can call me JJ if you want. This so the whole game, evil. I'm there, JJ, JJ. I even shortened it to J at one point. I was like, yeah. well, I scored and he didn't, so. <laughs> OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. The Football Show on Off The Ball. With Sky. Watch every live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. I'm prepared to end it and I can't. Well, do it then. Again. Do it then. What about your start to the game? I was, it wasn't bad, was it? <laughs> Why should there be an honest answer be a mistake? How can a modern day manager not have a mobile phone? Why should he? Oh. Welcome along to Thursday night's football show. It's Richie McCormick here with you and I'm delighted to say that we've got John Giles along for the duration. John, very good evening to you. And you, Richie? Uh, winter's closing in. The games are kind of piling up upon us and this has been one of those weeks where uh, I think there hasn't been a day's rest, essentially, uh, in terms of games and matches and stuff to, to keep tabs on. We'll, we'll have to take our, ourselves all the way back uh, to Saturday, John, because when you contrast the events of uh, the weekend with the action that we saw in the Champions League, specifically from three teams in Liverpool, Spurs and Chelsea, they, they couldn't have had more differing outings, really, uh, in terms of how the results went for them. Spurs, I guess, is probably the outlier because they actually managed to win on Saturday. But we'll start with Liverpool. It's really yeah. difficult to try and get your head around their season at the moment because in the league, they keep faltering against these teams that they, quote-unquote, shouldn't falter against. Uh, the most recent, of course, being Leeds last Saturday. And they've obviously lost to Forest already. They've managed to beat Manchester City. And again, in midweek, like Napoli... Uh, in many people's eyes are probably the best and most informed team in Europe right now the goals they've scored in the Champions League the players they have performing at the top level at the moment flying in Serie A and Liverpool managed to go and play well and beat them how do you get your head around such a schizophrenic week in Liverpool Football Club it's very very difficult lucky enough it ended up with a win with a win for them in the the European matches during Mm. the week match during the week but very inconsistent. I mean, when you go back on what Liverpool have been doing in the last what, five, six, seven years, it's been really, really good and very consistent. Last year, they might have won four trophies. Uh, it's very, you'd want to be in the club to know exactly what has changed, uh, Richie. You know, I think, you know, Klopp was a great manager, and he, but he did say certain things at the start of the season when he was bringing the players back he wanted to give them an extra week. It was you know they played a lot of matches, and sometimes if you're saying things like that as a manager, it does get into the players' heads, you know, because mm. you, you never know in football. It's, it can be the slightest thing that puts a team off from winning matches like they were they're winning or going particularly well. You know it happens, uh, but they're very very inconsistent. You know they got they got to win during the week, which puts them back uh, into the. Uh, playoffs in the Champions League, which is good, but the Leeds match was 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 a huge surprise. I mean, Leeds hadn't been playing well, as we know. They've been playing very very badly, and to go and play at Anfield the way they did, uh, you'd have to ask the question: Now, why don't they play like that every week? Uh, but uh, they did. I didn't expect them to win. I don't think anybody expected them to win, uh, but they did and deserved to win it because Liverpool just weren't at their best or anywhere near their best. And it's added to the consistency, as you said early on, Richie. You know, to be to lose it, not for us to, to beat Manchester City first of all, yeah. where they played really well, uh, and then then be beaten by the two two teams near the bottom of the league was a huge surprise. Um, and it, I mean, that's that's usually attitude. You know, if you play against 
the top teams, you're up for it, as they say. When you play it against the bottom teams, you're not up for it as much as you should. You know, but Liverpool at the best were up every match, no matter who they were playing, top of the league or bottom of the league, and that hasn't happened. So, you know, they find themselves in the position that they're in, in now, which is uh, not Liverpool anyway, that's for sure. No, it's certainly not. They're now in a battle, essentially, to, to qualify for the Champions League, and they would have had their eyes potentially on, on winning the league, I guess, again uh, this season. Uh, and it's now going to be a battle for the top four, which is only going to intensify because you have teams that are there now, currently occupying those spaces who haven't been in previous and most recent years, the likes of Newcastle are in around there, the likes of Arsenal are suddenly showing themselves to be a force. Yeah. So it kind of really puts them on the back foot in terms of the second half of the season to put together a string of results coming off the back of a World Cup on top of that as well uh, to try yeah. and get back into the top four. Well, it's very difficult to do it, Richie. You know, like uh, Liverpool have to be on it from the start of the season and they haven't been, they haven't been the Liverpool that we know now, they have to go on a terrific run. It's possible, mm. uh, but it's a very, very difficult thing to do. You know, you can't suddenly turn it on. I mean, it's, it, they've played a good few matches now. Uh, it hasn't been the Liverpool team that, uh, players that we know uh, in previous seasons. Um, you know, to be beaten by the teams that they have been beaten is, is, is unbelievable, really, as far as Liverpool are concerned, being so consistent. So... As you say, there's other teams coming into it. Arsenal have come into it. Newcastle have come into it that you wouldn't expect them to. Man U might make a bit of a comeback to come into the top four as well. So it's not going to be easy for Liverpool. I mean, they want to get back to where they were at the, in previous seasons, as we know, it been a great team to get back to that, to, to qualify for Europe next year. I think winning the league is, 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 is not on their radar or anybody else's radar for this, for this season. In terms, of, in terms of Liverpool, like there was a, a couple of those stats came out uh, after the Leeds game, whereby, and this kind of takes me back to Ten Hag's first days in charge of Manchester United, whereby Leeds outran Liverpool, like the collective amount of yards covered, essentially, or kilometres covered. Mm. Like Leeds ran 11k more, 11 kilometres more, so what, another eight miles or so more than Liverpool mm. during the course of the game. They made more high intensity kind of presses than Liverpool. Like that, from a Liverpool side that had made their name on outrunning teams, on outpressing teams, on uh, outworking them in terms of energy. It's a hell of a drop-off to, with the greatest of respect, to be falling that short of Leeds, who had gone and lost six of their last eight and hadn't won in their last eight games. Yeah, I, there's no... there's no. I, I couldn't tell you why, Richie, to be honest. It, it, it's it's that, I, I think that's baffling a lot of people now as well. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's a, cumulative, a cumulative effect of of a bunch of little tiny things and to put your you know, like to try and plug that many gaps and, and holes in a boat uh, with one mm-hmm. hand is a very difficult thing to do so try and explain it as well is very very yeah, tricky it, so it shows the, the, the problem that they have in trying to get themselves back together and yeah, get to the point where well, they were last season the, 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 the thing is for every, every well in my situation in my experience anyway mm. it, you have to be as Graham, say, Graham Shuness says up for it every week mm. Yeah, you have to be up for it every week. And, and my, my take on it is now, when I, when, when I was playing at Leeds, we were winning things. The, the attitude was, well, my attitude was, and most of the other players, if you're playing against one of the bottom teams, your attitude has to be, we have to try better than they do. We have to make it more awkward now for them, rather than doing it to... The only way they can beat you 
is if your attitude is not right and they're going to play harder than you're going to play. Now, so you don't allow that. You play from the first go harder than them. Because when you play the top teams, like we say for at Leeds, we're playing Liverpool at home. We know this is going to be a big game. So you're up for it. You don't have to kid yourself to get up for it. You're up for it. This is Liverpool. This is what you have to do. But if you're playing one of the bottom teams, right, you have to get up for it even more because you have to make yourself do it. When you play against Liverpool at home, you're nervous, you're up for it, you're ready to go, right? But you have to do that. You have to make yourself do it. And Liverpool haven't, like, like a perfect example of Liverpool this season, they were really good against Manchester City. Really good against Manchester City. Then they go to Not Forest. They're not up for it in the same way. Mm. Leeds come to, they're not up for it in the same way. So it's, it's, it's that attitude. That's, when you talk about what, what, what happened to Liverpool, but what happened to Liverpool was they weren't up for it at home as much as Liverpool, as much as they were against Manchester City. You know, because when you're playing a top team, you're naturally up for it. Do you know what yeah. I mean, Richie? I don't know if I'm explaining it No, no, so absolutely. Well. I, I get the, no, it, it, it's kind of, I think, an, an, a natural impulse on a player's yeah. behalf or a manager's behalf to think that these are the teams around us these are the teams immediately in our vicinity and these are the teams mm. that we will need to be at our absolute apex to yeah. beat whereas you do have that like as much as anybody wants to be a professional they will have in the back of their mind of this is only Leeds or this is only Nottingham Forest or this is only yeah. uh, whomever it happens to be and, and, and we'll, we'll always have enough to get by and suddenly when you find yeah, yourself you being outrun you, you're in a rut it's, and it's like you're running yeah. in treacle you don't have that nervous, like, you, you know, when, yeah. when I was playing, we were playing Liverpool at home. From the time you get up, you get this nervous feeling. So when, when it comes to the kickoff time, you're up for it. But when, when and it shouldn't happen, like, but when you're playing against the likes of, say, Leeds this season, the way they were, they're down near the bottom, they were beaten, they're not going well. Now, you don't have that nervous feeling that's automatic. You have to make that up you have to make them say well, like, I have to be up for this as soon as they get the ball we've got to make it make it awkward because the only way we can lose is if we don't play as hard as they play yeah. that's the only way you can do it and, and, that, and that, that attitude is obviously wasn't there for the matches that we saw you know these deserve to be not for us but certainly we're in the run as well yeah. you know so and then you got the Manchester City match in between because they know the players know, well, if they manage to say, we're not up for it, we're going to get a hiding here. Obviously, Leeds didn't win that didn't win that game in a vacuum. Um, they had to go out and, 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 as you would say yourself, do their do their stuff um, and deserved the win. Like it wasn't, I know it was a last minute winner no. or an injury time winner from Crescencio no, Somerville, but they worked. But like, they, there was chances but they'd for. They'd be up for it, Richie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Leeds would be up for it. Leeds, the Leeds players would be scared stiff, really, going to Liverpool. So the, the, their attitude would be, we. we if we don't do our stuff here, we're going to get a hiding. Yeah. No, so that's the attitude you need week in, week out, week in, week out. And that's what the, the consistency of Liverpool have been over the previous seasons. It, it's not there this year. I mean, not Forest beating them and Leeds beating them. Yeah. And in between times, they, they, they beat the best team, what's probably the best team in the country, in Manchester City. Yeah. And probably so the best team in Europe. The week, yeah. that, that counts. I, on Leeds, like... I remember sitting here in the wake of the uh, the Chelsea results, the, the win against Chelsea that ultimately uh, mm. brought about uh, Tuchel sacking um, a couple of weeks later, and now we're sitting here as well where they've won at Liverpool. Mm. Like in between, they did have that run of eight games where they couldn't pick up a win mm. to save their lives. They lost six of those. 
and like what do you put that down to like in terms of I know you, you said that they, they, they were scared and they wanted to go and make, put out a performance but there's clearly ability within that lead side why have they been so inconsistent this year? Yeah well it, it, it's, it's, it's going back to the Bielsa days I mean they're pretty, they're pretty much playing the same with the same way as Bielsa was there hmm. which is go 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 you know what I mean? But what, what I find when they played Crystal Palace a couple of weeks ago with Leeds, and the first 20 minutes they were brilliant. Absolutely, they played them off the pitch. There was a pace to them. Mm. There was a go-go on, on the... Definitely very, very good. They went one up. Right? But it's very difficult to maintain that pace for the 90 minutes. So they don't have... It, 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 same with Bielsa. When, when they were winning, like they were against Crystal Palace, for example, right? they one up, the go, go, go. They need to get two or three up because they don't know how to slow the game down, in my opinion. Right. Right? When, when, like, in other words, when you go one up or two up, you, you can play in a slightly different way. But Leeds don't. Leeds are go, go, go for the 90 minutes, and it's very hard to maintain that pace. Now, they did it well against Liverpool. Well, they weren't on top for the 90 minutes, but they kept the pace going, and Liverpool didn't, didn't match them in that particular way. So in Leeds' case, that's why they're being consistent, Leeds. When they're two up, there's a certain way of handling the game. Do you know what I mean, Richie? You hold it. The dictate, opposition dictate then now have pace, to, yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? You have to slow it down a bit, and then you've got the two goals up, right? So the other team have to come at you, right? You don't encourage them to come at you, but when they do come at you, you have to have the, 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 the stamina left to hold on to that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you can't, you're not going to be scoring four and five when you're on top. If you get two up, that, but that's the way the game goes. You have to know how to do, to run the game from then on, handle the game, two nil up. Okay, we can play a little bit slower now. We can keep possession of the ball. Let them charge around. Let them make mistakes because they get desperate to get back back in front, and then you then you you, you kill them off doing it that way. Whereas Leeds is go 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 all the time. Now, they were very good against them. That's why there'll be an inconsistency about Leeds, in my opinion, because they don't defend very well yeah. normally. Do you think that when they're on top, they're on top, you yeah. know? Do you think they'll do enough to, to stay up this season? I, th- I think they will. Right. I think they will. You know, I think, they, they, I think once, he, once he gets them playing with the, with the, the, the attitude that, that's been there before when Bielsa was there, that's what Bielsa did, you know? And, but there'll be games where it, 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 they'll run out of steam, that that'd be the, the, the fear I would have for Leeds winning matches. The pace that they go at, and it's very very good. They need to be scoring a few goals at that pace because the, what what they expect of them is that pace for ninety minutes, and it's very very difficult to do that. When you if, if you're too up, in other words, you've got to handle the game from then a little bit slower down, slow it down a little bit. Let them come chasing, let them make the mistakes. That's the way I see Leeds. So it's 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 it's, it's all or nothing with them. And when, when it's gone for them, like against Liverpool, they're very, very good. But as you say, they lost, what, five or six matches before that? Yeah. He, without even, looking any, any way good at all. Even so from a... inconsistent, I think. I think they're yeah. being inconsistent. Even, uh, even, from, even from a mental standpoint, it has to be pretty taxing to, to play, like, like basically 90-odd minutes in fifth gear the whole time. Yeah. Like that, it's, mentally, it's got to take it out of you as well as physically. Oh yeah, it, 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 some days it'll work, some days it won't work. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's that's that, that's football. The, the, like obviously the, with the gr- the great teams, in my opinion, when they're on top, they're on top. They score a certain amount of goals. But then you run the game in relation to the score. 
you say you go, you go two nil up, then you can play in a certain way. You can hold the ball, mm. get the other team running around. Then they, you, you nick another one, right? Because they're looking to, to to get at you. But when you're go go go, like it was like when Bielsa was there, they'd win matches, some some great matches, three nil. Next week to be beaten three nil, mm. and the, 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 like they, they haven't they haven't. That was the best they played, in, in my opinion. This well, they played well against Chelsea, which is eight games ago. And then they become inconsistent. You know, they had a bad run. Yeah. And I, 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 I fear for them in that way. I think they'll do enough to stay up. Okay. But I think it'll be a bit of a, 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 a little bit of a, a scary season for them. <laughs> a bit of a harem scarum one. Um, yeah. What has been harem scarum in the last few weeks has been uh, Spurs' season. I mean, everything seemed to be pretty rosy. They looked like they were on course to be, you know, a comfortable uh, top four mm. side for a spell. They hit that sticky patch of three games uh, without a win uh, in all competitions. There was the draw against uh, against Sporting. And then last Saturday, they found themselves 2-0 down to Bournemouth. And mm. people were kind of going, there's, there's something seriously awry here. They come back mm. and win 3-2. And then again, we see on uh, Tuesday night that they were uh, really put to the pin of their collar by Marseille and, and probably deserved on balance to perhaps lose that game um, and won it. Uh, it it yeah. shows the game of kind of inches that we exist in here whereby that this week could have been a complete disaster and a complete washout for Tottenham. They could have been out of the Champions League. They could mm. have lost to Bournemouth and seen their top four hopes blown asunder. And yet here we are on the back of two wins and you're kind of going, well, they've done enough to get through this week and they can only build on this. Well, that's that's Conte. You see, I think Conte, with the players he has as Spurs, are getting much more out of them, Richie, yeah. than it's actually there. You know, I know they've got Son up front and they've got Kane, but if you look at the rest of the team, like, workman-like, I mean, there's no doubt that the Conte team will work really hard, Richie. And that's where, that's where they're getting the results from. You know, they, they, they haven't got brilliant players. There's a few good players, two, two players up front are terrific. But you know, like the players that you see in, uh, he hasn't spent a lot of money, and I think what he's getting from them is only Conte could get from get from them what they're given. Mm. You know, that's why I was I always said I thought like he would have been made in my opinion for Manchester United. You know, I mean, if he got the, the same attitude from the Manchester United players, talent players that he's getting from Spurs to be a real team, he'd be then maybe the new man at Manchester United will get there. But Conte got there with Spurs without spending an awful lot of money. Normally you have to spend a lot of money to get to where they're at because they're very, very hard to beat because this fellow's a real pro in, in getting the best out of them. They were two, two, or they were two behind, weren't they? Was it yeah. against Bournemouth. Bournemouth or Brighton last, whatever, Bournemouth, I think. Bournemouth, yeah. And, and they finished up winning. And as I said, they got a win the other day as well. You know, it's only him that can do that, in my opinion, with the players that he has, with the the... the, the the amount of talent or lack of talent that he has. It's only him that can do it. And that's why I think if Levy puts his hand in his pocket, you know, this season, at the close season, I think he'll take them to winning situations if he gets the players in. You can see them winning trophies under Conte? Yes. If, if, he, if he gets, you know, Levy, as we know, at, at sports, <laughs> doesn't believe in spending an awful lot of money. Hmm. I think this fellow's done miracles with the players that he's got and, and the lack of money that he's got. I think if Levy says, OK, we're going to back you. We're going to give you X amount to guy. I think they'll be on on a, on a winning on a winner. I, th- I think that the uh, t- 
testament to him at the moment has been that he turned like the signings that he has made. I, I think a lot of people, when he got the two lads in from Juventus last year, Bentancur and Kulisevsky, yeah, he, the, people kind of went, yeah, okay, they weren't, they weren't, they're not exactly what you call marquee signings, you know. And I think yeah. Christian Romero is probably one of those from from Atalanta as well, where people went, all right, I've heard a bit about him, maybe he's all right, and and these guys have actually turned out to be the fulcrums yeah. of, of Conte's side, and he completely knew what he was doing in signing yeah. them because they do. They're kind of his generals on the pitch. Like he's, the, he, they're the kind of players that will enact whatever he wants his vision of yeah, football on the pitch to be. It's, it's attitude, Richie. You know, mm. I mean, that's why I say he's doing the best. Like going back a little bit, I think Manchester United were mad not to take him, and, and they made some funny comments. They, 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 you know, about uh, Conte that he he wasn't this and he wasn't that. He, uh, that was it. He, the player, what they said actually coming from Manchester United was. Uh, he doesn't suit the players that we have. Yeah. You know, well, Conte can, can work with players and get them to do whatever he wants. You know, it, in other words, it was the wrong way round. They were saying that we haven't got the players. The managers and other players don't suit what he does. Well, he, he dominates the players and gets them to do what he does. So with the talent that he has at all Trafford, in my opinion, he would have been a huge success there. But that's another day's work. Yeah. What he's done at Spurs, as you said, the players that he's got in, they haven't been high, high, high spending. He hasn't been high spending in any way. But look what he gets from them. And that's all managers can do. You know, if managers have top-class players, then their top-class team, you know, are better than that. Like what he's done in, in the transfer market has, has been bought good players, uh, but he hasn't spent an awful lot of money. But they're doing the job. They're doing a big job for him because that's, that's, what, that's what he has. He's that type of character. Um, I think it was Alan Shearer after the Bournemouth game said that their problem on Saturday was that they were bullied for large portions of that match and I think the same could be said to a degree of the Marseille game. Marseille played through them an awful lot on on Tuesday night and that will be a concern I guess regardless of the results going forward that they have been gotten at in games that they've still won that they've they've shown signs of weakness that others and better teams I guess than Marseille and, and Bournemouth can pick apart in later games. Yeah, it, it, well don't have the best players, Richie. That's what I'm saying. But but because of their attitude or his attitude that he expects from them, he gets it. You know, they were two down. He gets back at them. You see other teams that collapse in that situation. Mm-hmm. But any teams that he's had, don't forget, he went to Chelsea. He was only two seasons at Chelsea, and he won the league and the cup with them. You know, like he's he's, he's a winner, and, and he, he he gets carried away. Of course, he does, and he's, he's on the line and he's hopping around and all that. But he's demanding of the players. If you look at what Spurs were before he got there to what they are now, that's the only way to judge a manager. They're a blooming better team now and they'll get results and, and fight back like they did in the last two matches, Richie. Again, if, you had, if he had the talent that was there at Manchester United, well, and get, get, this, get, get the best out of them. That's yeah. The problem with Manchester United is nobody's got the best out of them for the last few years. Yeah, they and he'd have to be in charge. Yeah. He'd have to be in charge of it. Who he gets in. That. It's probably a bigger operation. They probably wouldn't want to cede as much control to him as as, as Spurs well, would probably be happy happened. to. Conte. Um, in, in terms of in terms of um, in terms of where Spurs go from here, like the, the 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 other side of that is people have been critical of Conte for being overly cautious with with some of the Spurs players that he has at his disposal. Is is that a criticism that's that's fair to level at him? No, no, because the, the, they're not that good. You know, like if he, if he had the talent that, say, Liverpool had at his disposal, and he was, you'd say, well, the players... But the, I think he's getting more out of the players yeah. 
than 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 anybody could. You know, if you look at the team and and, and, and there's some good, they're really good pros, but the attitude he has, uh, Richie, is is down to him. What the actually, what the third in the table, they're not that far behind the the top the top teams. The the the, the, the you know uh, Manchester sorry Manchester City, and that's not that far behind. Yeah. With what? You know, I mean, if you looked at him and his team and, and said, well, even the Arsenal team, how many Spurs players would get into that team? But well, obviously Harry, Harry Kane would and, and Son would. Yeah. But a lot of them are just ordinary good good pros, and he has them good pros. But he's getting the most out of them, and that's all manager, managers can do, get the best players out of the players he has at his disposal. We'll, we'll get back to Son in a few minutes, John. <clears throat> Stay with us there because our football coverage on Off the Ball is brought to you by Sky. Watch all the football you love, including the biggest Premier League games every weekend live on Sky. With more from John on the way uh, about the forthcoming World Cup, of course, and we'll touch on Chelsea's week two, uh, which has been similarly topsy turvy, and it's all after these. Football on Off the Ball. With Sky. Don't miss Spurs versus Liverpool on Super Sunday. Live only on Sky Sports. This is News Talk. Football on Off the Ball. With Sky. Don't miss Spurs versus Liverpool on Super Sunday. Live only on Sky Sports. This is News Talk. Yeah, welcome back to the football show. It's Richie here with you. I'm delighted to say, still joining us on the line is uh, John Giles. John, uh, it was hard to fathom uh, Chelsea's week as well because they they went out in midweek and kind of did the job against uh, Dinamo Zagreb last night, yeah. I, which you know was pretty much as expected. Um, what wasn't expected was Graham Potter going back to Port to, to uh, Brighton last weekend and getting absolutely yeah. hammered. Um, and from a Brighton side who had. You know, they performed well against Liverpool in Ricardo De Zerbi's first game in charge, but since then they'd struggled to create chances and to, to put them away, certainly. And they did that with gusto against Graham Potter and Chelsea last weekend. Well, he's, he's, he's Potter. I, I thought the crowd were very unfair to Potter going back. I think they were having booing him off the place, having a go at him. I mean, he's done a great job for them. He's, 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 he's moved on. But that, I mean, that's where he's left behind. Yeah. Uh, but he's gone to Chelsea now. It's a different day's, day's work altogether, uh, Richie. I think what he has there, he has a lot, of, a lot of talent, but he hasn't got a team. And it'll take him time to, 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 to get to know the players. I, I think he's a lot of talent there. And I think he, he's done a really good job at Brighton. So I think he will do well. But I think it'll take him a bit, a bit more time, Richie. Um, yep. in, in terms of Potter, like he, he, judging from like starting eleven to starting eleven during his time at Chelsea so far, there have been so many changes, and that kind of speaks yep. to your point, I guess, whereby he's just he's assessing this squad before they all disseminate and go off to the World Cup, and he's getting to see forty five minutes here, yeah. sixty minutes here, ninety minutes there from from pretty much everybody. Uh, and Dennis Zakaria yeah. was probably the most recent one of those in midweek scoring his, on his debut and taking a while to get his debut but he's getting a look at everybody and he's getting every, he's giving everybody enough rope I think in, in his first few weeks in charge Yeah I think you have to do that uh, Richie yeah. because all, all managers well any, anybody say well I think this is my best team but you don't know until you see them play right and then you say well, no it wasn't so that takes one match out of the way then there's somebody else you think no? I think he, no. He's not good. It'll take him about. I think it takes about eight to ten matches, Richie. Richie, yeah, to really get to know him because you you put the, that was my experience when I went to West Brom. It took me at least eight matches to know what was my best team. 
You think because you think well, I think he could do that, but you, you don't know till you see it. And he's got a lot of star players there, and he's given them a chance. But I, I, but you, you have to do that. You, 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 that was my experience with players. Because I was talking about West Brom when I was manager there, because I played against some most of those players for about ten years, yeah. and there were players there that were better than I thought they would be, and players not as good as I thought they would be. Sure, but you only know by playing them, <clears throat> and that's what that, that's what he's doing. That's why you get inconsistent performances or in, inconsistent results, uh, and it's up to himself that you you know after eight to ten matches, right? Is he going to do it? Is he not going to do it? It's unusual in the modern day to see that level of patience afforded to a manager, though. Whether he's whether he's new in the job or not, that it's it's not you're not saying well I'm going to set results aside because clearly he's made changes during the middle of games to to go and get a result if things mm. aren't going his way. But to be able to have the patience from your bosses to say well I'm going to try these out, results mightn't be a hundred percent, but we'll do our utmost to get there, and the crowd essentially going along with it as well, and letting a manager new yeah. to the job figure things out that way. Yeah, well, well, if you look at what he's doing, he's not losing every match. You know what I mean? That's, that's like you can win a match when you're a new manager. Like he could win a match, but still, still see players that have helped to win you the match. And that's not that's not what I thought he was. Mm. Like you don't have to lose every match. <clears throat> I mean, okay, he was beaten at uh, at Brighton last week, and then he goes into the European match and wins the match. So he's been winning matches in between the team not playing so well, but he's getting to know every match that he's playing in. That this is what I want. No, that's that's not what I really want. So that that's the way it works in, in management. He's got he's got a lot of talent there, which as we know, mm. and he's got to make the best use of that talent. But he'll only get get to know what's the, how to make the best use of them by watching them play and see how they do. That takes that takes that little bit of time. But he can be like he got a good win the other night. And he's won a few matches, but he, but if he's going to do what he wants to do, he has to see them. It's not good in practice, you know, in practice matches. You have to see them out there. And, and that's what you find with all managers, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, I think he can do it. No, he can't, he can't do it. But you, only, you can only really find out by putting the team out that you think is going to win. And then you realise, no, that's not so good. God, there's a real litmus test coming up for him in the next few games. I mean, he's got Arsenal uh, on Saturday. And then the, just before the World Cup in midweek, yeah, they've got Manchester City. So if ever there's going to be an examination for Graham Potter, it's going to oh, be yeah, those two games. Yeah. Well, you have to, you have to put up with him for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's very few managers come in and start winning matches and go on and win things. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, that's most unusual. Uh, the usual pattern is get the players in. He's a lot of talented players down, but he's got to find out what's he like. I think what. You have you have an idea, yeah. I think that, but you don't know till you actually see them play. But I think he's done a big job at, at uh, Brighton, a different type of job. Now it's on, it's only time we'll know whether he can do it or not. Uh, now yeah. in the next what four months, five months. Uh, and, and what a mental few months we've got coming up, John, uh, because we've got the World Cup landing in our laps. Uh, I think it's three weeks from from today. Uh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have that. Um, we saw from a Chelsea standpoint they lost Ben Chilwell last night to injury. Uh, looks like mm. he's gonna be missing for England during the World Cup. Young uh, Min Son picked up that cheekbone injury for Spurs away to Marseille. He's gonna be in a race against time to be fit for South Korea. More than likely, you would figure he's not gonna actually make it. Uh, Timo Werner for RB Leipzig in Germany. Uh, he's not gonna be there. It was announced uh, this afternoon as well. Players are dropping like flies ahead of this World Cup, and to my eyes, anyway, it, it just highlights the folly 
of this misadventure in the Middle East uh, over the course of the next month and a half, two months, because it's just from every way, shape and form, it just seems off. It just seems wrong. I don't know what your view on it is. Oh, definitely, Richie. That's why the players are getting injuries now. They're playing too many matches now to get ready for the World Cup in the middle of a season. Yeah, to make space for the World Cup, essentially, yeah. Yeah, you know, like that. And, going, like the, and the top players now are going to suffer again because it's the top players will be playing for the, to, the top countries that will go longer and play more matches in the World Cup. Mm. So that's why you'll find, you know, Manchester United players, Manchester City players, Chelsea players. You'll find they, they, they're the top players in the world, uh, playing, obviously playing for different countries. Uh, they'll be playing more matches than anybody else. And you, you can see the injuries now because they're, they're packing the matches in to get them in. Uh, for the World Cup, I mean they're playing far too many matches, Richie. You know, it's it's, it's not fair. It's, I mean, I know the players are well paid now, and people say, yeah, well that's okay, they should be. But if you're playing, they're all human beings, and no matter how much they're being paid, if you're playing too many matches, you're going to get injuries. And I think they're piling up here already. That's before you get to the World Cup. There's a there's a massive list of players like we haven't even mentioned the the half dozen or so French players that aren't going to be there. Whether it's N'Golo Conte, whether it's Paul Pogba, whether like they've they've got that Raphael Varane is going to be a doubt for them as well. They've got like the sundry players that are going to be missing, and most teams I think are in that position. And I'm just wondering when you're coming into these last two games before a World Cup, like before a World Cup in the middle of a season, that has to be playing on players' minds that I could pick up an injury here that could rule me out for the next month and stop me playing from for Brazil or for England or for Germany or South Korea or whoever it is. Oh, there's no there's no doubt about that. I mean, it, it, it's happening anyway. You can mm. see the players going down, as you say. Chilwell got uh, injured the other day. There's just too many matches. And people say, ah, oh, well, they're well paid. And I mean, this is nothing to do with money. This is a physical thing for players, the, the, the matter how much money you're being paid. If you're playing too many matches, you're going to get injuries. And it's not right. I mean, the, the whole thing was wrong. Uh, whoever decided to do it, to have the World Cup in the middle of a season in a hot country, it, it, it's, it's crazy stuff. Yeah. And that's the, the, you have the players getting injured before the World Cup. And what about in the World Cup itself? And then they've got to come back and play, play a second half of the season. Like it's total madness. Starting starting on on Stevens' day as well. It's just <clears throat> God knows what state the pitches will be in. Going from like you know the 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 dry hard pitches of Qatar back into you know slightly more sodden uh, pitches back I, in England. I, I think they'll be all right in that. I, yeah. I think the conditions in Qatar will be perfect. Right. They're, 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 that country will be out to show itself at its best. So I think all the conditions will be very very good, yeah. including the conditions of the grounds. And the, and the conditions of the ground in England will be okay. I mean, they'll be getting a rest anyway. Uh, but but the way they have them nowadays, Richie, with the with the with the the the, the, the pitches and that, they're, they're, they're first class. And I'd, I'd I'd be very surprised if the people in the World Cup don't have the best of stuff. Yeah, oh, God knows in that particular to, way. God knows there's money to do it anyway to to make yeah, these things. Yeah, there'll be no problem. There'll uh, be no problem uh, on that because I know you, you mentioned that like it's madness that's being played in the middle of winter and, and and all that stuff. And I would agree with you there. Um, like my like I was born in the middle of a World Cup. I think there'll be others who'd be similar. They'd be born in and around in summers and stuff. And my life is literally measured in World Cups. So this has thrown me off. Uh, completely because you know there was a summer went by uh, where there was a birthday that didn't have a World Cups around it uh, but apart from that like everybody has their favourite World Cup or everybody remembers 
tournaments for being great. Uh, just just for the, the for the play, but there's also the circumstances around them. From an Irish perspective, we'll obviously have uh, Italian ninety and USA ninety four. But do you feel that regardless of what happens on the pitch, this World Cup is diminished by the circumstances surrounding it? Well, well, it is, but I, the, 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 I think the strange thing about it, Richard, when, when the matches start and we get play, I mean, we could get great matches yeah, because the players are there and, and that's what they're there to do, right? I mean, the circumstances around it are, 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 are uh, very, 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 very poor, let's put it that way. Sure. But I think once the game starts, then it's going to be a game of football and people will be watching them as a game of football. And I think the conditions will be good. I think the pitches never will be perfect for the for the for the um, for the World Cup. So, on the playing side, it could be a very very good World Cup. I think the players will pay pay a price when they come back because of the amount of matches they're playing. There'll be a lot of injuries and everything concerned with it uh, with the, with the World Cup itself. But I think it'll be well organised. I think the pitches will be in good good condition, good condition, and the players, being players, will do the best they possibly can playing for their country. Yeah. So the, the the actual World Cup itself could be could be on the playing side of it uh, could be very good. We hear people about like boycotting watching it or they say that they're not going to watch it. Do you have any misgivings about tuning in and watching it when it's happening? I know you're going to be talking about it for us obviously enough so that's probably a stupid question but is there part of you that's like I really wish this wasn't happening? Well I'll watch it as a football match Richie. Right. You know and I, I, I don't agree with, with all the circumstances surrounding, surrounding it. But, uh, you know, the countries themselves who qualify for the World Cup uh, have their choices, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think if they felt strongly about it, as, as maybe you should or I think they should, um, there wouldn't be a World Cup in Qatar. But once they go to play, then they're... they're, they're they're, they're saying, well, this is okay. There's only one way to, to, to go against it, and that's to say, we're not going. But that, that's not the case. It hasn't been the case. Sure. You know, the, the, the countries voted for it or whatever they, they wanted to do, uh, whatever the system is, that's, what, that's the way it is. And uh, I think once it comes to the football, then the, the players who are footballers will go out and do the best they possibly can to win the World Cup. I wanted to put this story to you because it's connected to the World Cup as well. It popped up today in uh, the Daily Mail saying uh, FA executives uh, were approached by FIFA to make Gareth Southgate uh, available for interviews at half time during Mm. England's World Cup matches and FIFA are pushing all 32 teams involved in the World Cup to increase their media commitments in order to give more content to their broadcast partners uh, but have yet to make half time interviews mandatory. Half time Mm. interviews as a manager, John, would you have been in favour? Madness. I've never, I, this, this is one of the maddest things I've ever heard about football. This is for the television people or the, yeah. the, the people who are running the game to get more money from it. Half time in a match, Richie, in my experience, and I'm most footballers, is one of the most important times in the actual game. Yeah. This is when the managers have a touchline. When the manager's on the touchline, he's no control over the players. He can shout all he wants, but when you're playing, you can't hear them, Richie. So the only chance they have, say the fullback is doing something wrong, drives you, drive a manager mad, right, because he's over the far side of the field. The only time you can get at him is at half-time. Players, your team is losing 2-0. This is what you have to do. What are you on about? This is, this, this is the, one of the biggest parts, most important parts of the, mani- of the manager's job. 
you have 15 minutes with the players to put things right at half time over 45 minutes a very very difficult thing to do but a hugely important thing one of the most important parts of being, being having a manager's job and they're talking about now letting the, the cameras into the into the dressing room or having it, 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 it this is madness this is madness and what i read that same thing in the paper myself and, and what what i think uh, uh, southgate has said no can't do it he's told he can't no he can't do it but the french manager yeah didier deschamps yeah he's from what i read in the paper whether it's true or not he says he's yeah he's welcome to do it yeah right like what's he going to do half time 40 you've got 15 minutes to get get a grip of something that's gone wrong or right or whatever you do i just know as an ex-player it's one of the most important times of the of the the day that you get 15 minutes to put things right and there's always something to put right and you're you're the manager and you're doing a television interview so who's going to get a grip of it at half time in the dressing room which happens to be the most important place in the, in, in, for, for a manager to do this is madness this is just television so of course it's great for the television to have the manager at half time and we're all listening to what he's talking about and when he should be in with the players this is going crazy What's, and this what? is all money. This is all about money as well. What, the what, television companies will pay pay for to be able to do it. What's a manager going to say to the TV presenter at halftime as well? Like, is he like you, like you, you like say Conte one 0 down yeah. at Bournemouth last Saturday, mm. and like somebody grabs a hold of him in the tunnel and says, "Antonio, what do you make of that?" It's like you know, he's just going to probably rail off a, a string of expletives yeah. that aren't fit for broadcast anyway. I think what happened there, Richie, um, he won't. He Conte under any circumstances <laughs> would agree to it. Yeah. But I think under any circumstances. I, I think therein lies the attraction to it, is that, you know, maybe if we could get an Antonio Conte to talk about this sort of thing and, and have somebody who's that wound up to offer a halftime interview, that's the dream for these uh, T V companies. But well, it's it just is for the T V people, Richie. I can <laughs> understand the T V people trying to do it. I can understand that. Because that that'd be a coup for them. But if you're talking about the game and what's the most important thing mm. What, what happens to the team in the, in in there? Like what would happen there in certain ways? You get the manager doing that, and people say, "Oh yeah, that's a great idea." And they go out in the second half; they're losing two 0 and they go out in the second half and lose four 0 You soon hear what you want to hear from the spectators <laughs> and the team and and the, and the people who are following. Them. Say, say Stephen Kenny did that in our team. God, right? And we went out and we were beaten three 0 or four 0 There'll be murders going on. So it, it, this is a television situation. This is a money situation for the international teams. I can I can understand a lot of the international teams with the, the people who are in charge of them saying, yeah, that's okay for us. We're getting another two million for that. But when you talk about the team yeah. and winning matches and being successful, it's absolute madness, Richie. It shouldn't even be spoken about. And for the French manager... To agree to it, if that's true, because that's only in the paper, well, then then it's it's an absolute disgrace. Uh, John, I want to throw one final one at you because um, Nathan's off at the moment interviewing uh, John Aldridge and Robbie Fowler at a, at mm. an off-air event, and I know I saw Ian Rush is actually in Dublin as well at the moment. Yeah, uh, three amazing strikers. You can only yes. pick. You can only pick one. Which one are you picking? It has to be Rushy. Yeah, and why? It has to be Rushy. So who 
the two other lads John Aldridge and Robbie Fowler so not a bad trio, trio to ah, have oh, no, yeah. no, they're, they're all, all, all great players yeah. but I think Rush was exceptional yeah he was exceptional I mean the goals he scored he played with Kenny Dalglish as we know but I've never saw a centre forward or a forward work as hard when he didn't have the ball as Ian Rush <laughs> and scored the goals yeah. he did I know he was, he was. I mean, I'm not doing. I don't want to. You're not doing down anybody else. I don't. I, no, I, no, I, I think. I think I'll be okay either way, John. The other two lads are, yeah. were terrific players, <laughs> really top class players. But if you ask my opinion, if I was to pick one, yeah, uh, it would definitely be Ian Rush. And on the other side of the pitch as well, because I know our Shane has been interviewing Ian Rush and Neville Southall. Neville Southall has a documentary about his his life and career coming out on Monday. I think it is on BBC Wales. So I think we'd be lucky mm. to get it here. But God, he was a hell of a keeper as well, wasn't he? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. He was one of the best of, 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 of well, we've had a lot of good goalkeepers over a long period of time. Mm. You know, in, in, in my period, playing time, it was, it, 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 uh, Gordon Banks, for example, uh, who was the uh, Clemens, I, I can't think of them all, but we had at least four or five. Pat Jennings really. in around that generation oh, as well, yeah. Pat, yeah, Pat was probably the best of them all. Yeah. If I was to pick the, all of those and Gordon Banks and all these were these were terrific players. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 he had a great temperament and a great ability, Pat. I, I, w- I would have said Pat in my time. Yeah. Uh, I, I pick as the best. Okay. Uh, John, absolute pleasure as always. Uh, hope you have a good week, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. And you, Richie. Thanks Cheers again. On. Football on off the ball with Sky. Watch Chelsea take on Arsenal this Sunday live on BT Sport. This is News Talk.